0: We made this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Pick a Disc. I am, as always, your host, Matt Latham, and this is the podcast, as always, where someone picks a disc to talk about for whatever reason they want to. And today, my guest is Lucy Lenoir from the band's Apothecat and Haunter, and she's here to talk about 13 Step by the band A Perfect Circle. So, yeah, naturally, as always, we'll talk about the album, we'll talk about songs, we'll talk about uh, all sorts of stuff. There is a part where I do get someone's name wrong. I actually get uh, a member of Tool's name wrong, so I'm going to apologise in advance for that, because I feel like a right idiot. Um, And considering that I've also recorded the episode after this as well as I'm recording this. I might I do a really bad name on that as well. So if anyone finds my mistaking of different names hilarious, you're in for a great month you are. So anyway Aside from me, let's just talk about the podcast for a second. So if you like the podcast, if you listen to this for the first time, you think, "Oh, this podcast is pretty good. Follow us in other places, you know, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, but I use that to update this. Um, I'm now on Blue Sky. I'm on Threads. All these sorts of different places. There's a Discord channel. The Discord channel, Discord channel, Discord server has been around for ages. So if you want to find the link to that in the show notes, feel free to go and look at that because I'm, because I'm looking forward to speaking to people. But, yeah, and I think that is pretty much everything. I can't think of anything else that's come into my head that I need to mention apart from yeah we've got an episode coming up and I'm about to press play on it so yeah let's talk to Lucy and again in another edition of Matt talks about the weather which isn't supposed to be an ongoing thing <laughs> i was <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> 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 I've now officially gone to the gone to the point where I'm actually now googling what the just before we start recording myself and my guest who I'll introduce in a second. I actually googled the Celsius to Fahrenheit, and it turns out that as much as the heat wave that the UK is happening, apparently it's really really cool <laughs> over here. in, Mar- yes. in comparison, but uh...
1: <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, we're sitting over here at a hundred and five ish degrees. So you said it was what? What did you say? Forty or something? Forty Celsius.
0: Uh, thirty. So it was about eighty-six Fahrenheit. Which is uh...
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 It's. It sounds so nice right now. I would love that. <laughs> that would be a blessing.
0: <laughs> but, but For saying sure. that, it's, saying that, there's some really dark clouds, and there might be a thunderstorm happening at any point during this recording. Lucky, so. that's the best too.
1: Yeah. That's the best time. That's but, my uh, favorite one.
0: Yes, and the voice and the lovely voice that you can hear is Lucy Lenoir from from a uh, Haunter slash slash yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yes and um here's talk about music here's talk about music and not about the weather as much as i seem to have the habit (laughs) of doing it's like about the fourth or fifth time in a row that i've ended up talking about the weather which is i swear i'm getting more stereotypical british stereotypically british as i'm (laughs) as i'm getting older
1: (laughs) as you get older it just gets worse with time Yes, That's okay, I'm becoming more and more Texan as time goes on, so that's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, from, yes, all the way from Texas, which is, I think, you know, the third or maybe fourth I guess we've had from Texas now, nearly getting... Oh, nice! Yeah. So I've had, I think, Austin, I think i had a couple of Austin, I think I've had another Houston. Um, oh, nice! And I think there might be someone out somewhere else, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, but I would, I've got an affinity for kind of Texas, it's the first American state I ever visited, so...
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is the best one to visit,
0: so It's large, <laughs> <Thanks for coming.
1: laughs> it's
0: massive, it's massive.
1: <laughs> we always say Texas is the greatest country in the United States, so. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, as, yeah, we're not here to talk about geography or about kind of the weather, we're here to talk about music and an album spe- specifically that Lucy's picked. So Lucy, without beating right in the bush, why don't you tell the lovely listeners this that you've picked for us to talk about today?
1: So they asked me what album I would choose there. My guitarist was like, if you were stuck on an island in the middle of nowhere, you only get one album to listen to until you die. And that album was 13th Step by A Perfect Circle. I found this band, uh, gosh, like, it's sad to say almost 20 years ago now. I feel so old saying that. (laughs) It's been uh, about 20 years since I found this out, since it came out. And uh, yeah, it just hit me in the hardest way musically. Um, I'm a huge metalhead, so I was r- born and raised listening to just really heavy. Uh, one of my first favorite bands when I was like five was Pantera. So uh, usually listening to very heavy stuff when I was younger because of my dad, who's awesome. And uh, yeah, I remember hearing this and it just totally opened so many doors for me musically the tones were so unique i had never heard anything like this album and it just completely changed my uh my path as a musician i to to be completely honest with you i think if i didn't find this album in this band i may have not ended up making any of the music that i'm making now so i'm very grateful to have found it for sure
0: <laughs> uh, okay. for sure Okay, so that answers the why you picked this album then. So uh, it's so a formative yeah. album, so a very formative album then, or like would it oh, be sure. the, the de- would you say it's the definite? Uh,
1: I, it's, it's one of the two, so my, uh, well, I guess three really. So um, growing up on metal, uh, the first one that I was going to pick out of just, you know, the first album I ever remember listening to was... Um, uh vulgar display of power by pantera which was going to be my first one because i actually have a pantera tattoo on my wrist Mm -hmm. the little csh this little guy so that was one of the reasons uh the very first reasons i started making music in the first place was because of pantera and i was you know five years old six years old listening to someone screaming and i was like what how is he doing that it just like blew my mind i couldn't figure out how it worked so i was just fascinated with it um so there was logger display of power was going to be one of my other options uh, waking the fallen by avenge sevenfold would have been another one their very first album and i remember being 12 years old and just like it blew my mind so i ended up getting a, a their band logo tattooed on my chest just huge as well so i had the death bat from avenge sevenfold quite large on my chest for a good portion <laughs> it's covered now by my neck i got it redone but um yeah a huge fan of them too but um yeah i was do you want me to just go into the album itself like it's a magical piece of work
0: so uh we'll get we'll, we'll get to that in a sec um yeah I think for before, sure. we, before we get into the album i kind of want to still get into some of the stuff about your kind of personal kind of musical journey to that point point. one of the things sure. you mentioned one of the things that you said quite early on that i want to kind of uh, ask you about you said it kind of changed your musical direction so I mean what mm-hmm. so what was your music taste at that point I mean how how old you Is it like five or something would you say when
1: I was like so when I found Pantera I was like five I was very young that's what I was started on from a, a wee baby um I found a perfect circle I was probably maybe 13 or 14 so still pretty pretty young um I before I found them I just wanted heavy 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 all the time I didn't and I mean this band is still heavy uh but I was listening to you know like deathcore metal like just I mean like pig squealing if you know what that is just super heavy brutal brutal vocals basically stuff that a lot of people don't want to listen to so that's what i was already (laughs) (laughs) starting.
0: no one's picked any albums like that for this podcast yet but um i think not yet (laughs) the i think the i'm assuming that's kind of like the death metal kind of very screamy kind of yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Super heavy,
0: yeah. It's yeah, very heavy. no one's picked that yet. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm very terrified. This, it's not, <laughs> I, I
1: hope someone does, so you have to listen to it <laughs> just to see your
0: face. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends that keep threatening me with um listening to like proper kind of like scream metal, kind of scream on metal, and like yeah. <laughs> I've been, tra- I mean, I've been kind of like being nice to and just, <laughs> but no I think I
1: will. There's some stuff that I think you that's pretty heavy that also has singing in it that you might really like that could work you into the heavier genre for sure. For sure, there's some thing st- like if you uh go check out Spirit Box, that's a big one, it's all one word female vocalist. Her name is Courtney LaPlante, and she's amazing. The band is phenomenal. It's just if you aren't too big on the screaming thing, I would say start with Spirit Box, and they're just it's just right it's a good balance for sure it's okay. it's heavy without being too like scary heavy <laughs> <laughs> not intimidating heavy you know
0: okay so you was kind of much more like so 12 13 you was into like the really heavier stuff and oh yes yeah just like oh, pure yes. heavier stuff and then i'm assuming Absolutely. then i'm assuming this time yeah,
1: Right. So, I of course, I'm from Texas. So I also, you know, I'm a big country fan. Surprise, I don't look like it, but I'm a huge fan of country. I actually wanted to start out being a country vocalist when I was a lot younger because uh, I didn't think I could do metal. You know, I didn't know I could scream or whatever. Uh, and now we know I can. But uh, <laughs> so at that time, you know, I wanted to be a country singer. And then as I grew up, um, it just kept getting heavier and heavier until probably... God, I guess until really until this album, to be honest with you, this is what opened up a lot of other doors musically for me. Cause, um, so this album, uh, I, like I said, I think I was like 13 or 14, um, listening to a bunch of deathcore, very, very, very heavy stuff. Um, I listened to this album, I had watched, uh, Underworld. What is it? Um, oh my God, my brain is mashed potatoes. The, Oh, my God. I can't remember the name of the movies. Um, oh, my God. I'm brain farting right now. But it's Underworld. is like the uh, with the Umbrella Corp. And like, I'm totally. Oh, Resident Evil. There you go. That's it. I don't know why I couldn't think about that right now. So they had on their um, outro on the end of that movie. Uh, was one of the songs from this album, disconnect and self-destruct one bullet at a time. And I remember hearing that and I was like, What is this? And I remember, I think this was even before uh, you could like Shazam a song. So I was like, t- I literally was immediately on my phone typing in the the lyrics, disconnect and self-destruct, and the song popped up. And I think it's the outsider, yeah. And I was like, oh my god i remember finding that finding that album and i listened to the whole album probably i don't know at least at least 10 times in a row like it was just so good and um it's so heavy but from what i was listening to it was so simple um there's a lot of negative space in this album so there's a lot of times when it just goes down to being very quiet just vocals or like just vocals and some kind of like tribal drum situations. So it was very much like it made me realize you don't have to have just crazy blast beats and just shredding and you know the whole time for me to like it. It just kind of took my energy level way down and I was like, oh, "Okay, it doesn't have to be very heavy and complicated to be cuz I wasn't sure if it was considered metal, if it's considered rock, if it's considered alternative um it's still heavy it's very powerful but it's heavy without having to be um aggressive with it like you're saying it's like almost intimidating listening to metal because it's so just Mm -hmm. you know in your face it's very hard it's very um it's difficult for a lot of people to get into it just because of you know obviously what it sounds like is kind of like oh shit you know (laughs) so uh so this was something that really changed it for to where i knew like i didn't have to be just heavy all the time to be good Uh, they simplified it and made it something digestible to where I think anyone could listen to it and appreciate it Um, it's a really good uh, door to open before you go into the heavier metal stuff so I feel like there's a lot of parts of this album that can get very heavy and aggressive but they're not intimidating heavy there's no crazy screaming it's you know 98% singing. He yells on a couple parts, but, you know, and um yeah, I think without this, I would have just kept going heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier as time went on. And I still have a huge passion for deathcore. It's one of my favorite genres ever. But um this kind of made me wonder if what I was going to be doing musically was too much because I heard it stripped down and I was like, oh, wow, like it can be powerful without needing to be complicated and progressive the whole time. You know, it can be four four you know simplified yeah. and still enjoy it and it be heavy without being scary <laughs> so. yeah i, th-
0: I th- yeah i think before I perhaps i talk about the album i was on this when you mentioned i think the perfect circle um i say I'd, I'd never heard of the perfect circle before um oh wow so yeah and um, when i started reading into him um the only the only name that popped up was jonathan maynard um, who and yep. and who are known from tool, but then again, I don't really know much of tool tool is a name that I've heard quite a few times, but I wouldn't, I couldn't name your song. I'm not exactly sure if they're heavy or not. I uh, <laughs> that's how um, much I uh, I,
1: I would say it's a little heavier than a perfect circle. So, this is like, so there's tool obviously, which is massive, huge, huge band. So, this is just right next door to it. Everybody, it's it's funny though, they're very similar. I feel like um, A Perfect Circle is maybe more moody. Uh, Tool is very much more progressive with the weird time signatures and a little heavier with the uh, the lyric content and things like that. The theme of it is just heavier. A Perfect Circle is more definitely singing, definitely more melodic, a little more chill, less angry with the lyric content, <laughs> uh, yeah. for sure. I feel like this is his... Uh, uh, mr keenan if you will he i'm a huge fan of him if i ever got to meet him i, I think my head would just explode um but uh, him being one of my favorite vocalists just being from tool having him having a softer project was just a huge huge thing for me and i didn't know it was him at first either i had no idea and i was just like oh a perfect circle rocks and somebody was like you know that's the same vocalist right and I was like oh my god it is <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find out until a couple months after I was listening to them that it was the same vocalist and I was like oh dang you show
0: right okay yeah so um yeah that shows you how much I know I got his name wrong it isn't I got Jonathan Keenan Jonathan Maynard for some reason I...
1: James yeah Maynard James Keenan is what he goes by but um yeah, he's he's an amazing vocalist. A lot of a lot of very heavy metal heads look up to him vocally. So it's it's cool that he can do so much vocally. Um definitely a little softer than tool, a little more uh digestible, if you will. <laughs> a simplified, more emotional
0: uh tool,
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah.
0: So yeah, for anyone who's unaware of Perfect Circle, Perfect Circle, an American rock band formed in LA, California 999, by guitarist. Uh, Billy Herodell and tool vocalist Maynard James Keenan which is mm. his actual name not Jonathan Maynard, I have no idea who that is yeah. <laughs> um, Perfect Circle released three, their four studio albums in the early noughties, they had the debut which is Murder Noms and then this, this album and a uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: couple of others afterwards Um and they've been I think they had a hiatus in 20, 2004 think, and then they've mm-hmm. come back in 2010 because I think they've all had different kind of uh like different projects and stuff. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what oh, Billy, uh, what Billy Haridell inv- is involved in. Ah, he's okay. He's got a side project called Ashes Divide as well. But I'm not too sure about what else he's been in. But um, from what I gather, they've also had quite a few members like fl- flipping and out based on different albums. Yeah. So like, so I'm assuming that means it, like each album's had a slightly different feel because of the different definitely
1: so definitely so yeah the first one you were talking about noms which is also a fantastic album is definitely a lot um heavier and serious of a tone than than this album the 13th step this one's more playful it's got a little bit more variety as far as vibe song wise murdenoms is very the whole thing is very much more cohesive in tone which is nice because all those songs have kind of a similar A vibe it's very cohesive like whoever i don't know the main person that wrote that album but they did a great job uh still very heavy all the way through theme wise this one is very much more playful and has a few more there's like some softer ones you know there's some moody ones there's some aggressive ones uh yeah you can tell they definitely progressed like musician wise um when they did this album it's a lot a lot more uh diverse for sure so yeah this one i, I love murder noms i was honestly i had to go back and forth when i was trying to pick um i had to listen to both of these albums a couple times <laughs> to choose which one was my favorite um and that's why i chose this one it's a little there's a little bit more diversity it's not um not that murder noms is bad at all it's a fantastic album uh i feel like this one's just a little bit more playful um, lyrically, um, tone wise, some of the different stuff that they do with the effects and whatnot with the guitars are a little different too. So, um, yeah, this one's like a little bit has a little bit more range musically, I think. So, uh, definitely, if y'all haven't heard of A Perfect Circle, listen to all of their albums. <laughs> They're all fantastic. <laughs> like, it never okay. fails. And that's why I could listen to this album forever. There's such a range of emotion, and every song is you know sometimes you can listen to a song and it's very much on the surface and it's just uh you know oh this makes me happy or this makes me you know whatever simple emotion these songs are like works of art like it's crazy how deeply they can make you contemplate the song (laughs) i don't know if that sounds weird but it just kind of sucks you in it's like a whole experience instead of just listening to a song it's almost like it puts you in a different frame of mind like um i don't know it's just this relaxing like nostalgic tone to this album for me it just kind of takes me back to when i first heard it every single time i hear it it never gets old um yeah i could definitely listen to this album every single day and then i did after that i hadn't listened to it in a while so when my guitarist asked me if I wanted to do this, I was like, absolutely. And I listened to this album another dozen times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old for me, for sure. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, I think um, from, so I, think I think I've think listened to it twice. Uh, I think I've managed to listen to it fully twice. Um, nice. I, th- I think, again, so not really my kind of impression of kind of too oh, the only reason, that I started getting kind of like, I wasn't sure what to expect when I listened to it. So um, the email came through saying, oh, um, Lucy wants to talk about Perfect Circle. Oh, I'm not sure who this is. And so kind of, uh, not Jonathan Maynard. <laughs>
1: yeah, Maynard James. Yeah. Mayor Jade. Oh, we're close enough. You're clo- we know who you're talking about. either. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah.
0: I was going to call him not Jonathan for now, I think. But, uh, <laughs> or right. The, or this fictional person I like oh, well, honestly thought existed. Um, yeah. So the, the, the tool, and I was like, okay. I'm, I don't know, I know of Tool. I'm assuming Tool is quite heavy. Um, maybe this is the, maybe this is finally the episode where I have to listen to a, a very, a, a metal screamy album and like started listening to it. And it was like, and I mean, the first song's seven and a half, like seven and a half minutes long. And, yes. uh, long term, this is now my kind of, my kind of aversion to long songs, but, um, it was, I think, and it's thankfully it was the longest, it was the longest, the longest song is the, the first song is the longest song. So there's nothing longer, yes. like nothing as long as this one again. But what I think, what I find quite interesting on the first listen was that is that it is very kind of like, it is kind of sedate, very relaxing, kind of lulls you in and stuff. And then when yeah. it kind of hits and goes hard, it doesn't go as hard as I thought it was. I mean, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah. And, and it has a kind of almost not throwback feel, but it's, it felt like it was uh, when I was listening to it. I think it was more because I was really kind of really kind of like into the kind of Tenacious D albums, and I think Tenacious D is very much like a kind of almost satirical celebration of kind of yeah, rock music. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I feel oh, like yeah. I feel like I was kind of understanding the kind of music that, that like Jack Black and Carl Gas were kind of like like uh, kind of celebrating or rather than making fun of with this. and Any kind of and I. So, like, when you had, um, the Pick a Destiny film and they was doing all this kind of hard rock bits, the soundtrack for that, mm-hmm. I really like, has these kind of more sedate kind of songs in them. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This is something that I can latch. Okay. This is what that side of kind of like music or that, of like, that kind of kind of rock music that I'm not really too familiar with, um, sounds right. like. And it's, it is like a, a slightly more accessible kind of like sound for perhaps someone with like a, a weak, a weak heavy pa- palette than I. yeah 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 and i was quite and i was actually generally surprised it was a lot quite and it's very very strange to say this about this album but it's a a quieter album than i expected it to be so uh, yes
1: right yeah right exactly it's it's very much uh less aggressive than you would think it is with the way it represents itself like art wise and stuff some of their Mm -hmm. like if you've ever seen their sounds silly but like their t-shirt designs their album covers things like that kind of make you it lends you to think Maybe this is way heavy, but it's Mm. and it's still heavy, but it's got those points that are just like chill and it's hard to explain, isn't it? Because it doesn't, it really does have these simple parts that kind of you have to really like dive into, and because it gets kind of quiet and you're just like, okay, what's Mm. next? And then it's something completely (laughs) different. So,
0: yeah. I think I, th- I think my rule is, like, I should have realized was, Is that their band logo Is still legible So you can still read it So like Heavy metal bands And yeah. like just, You can't read any of the names Can you So <laughs>
1: I think We always say It just looks like tree branches just... Yeah Yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i think yeah so i could i can read the words a perfect circle so i thought you know what maybe it's not as heavy as (laughs) if i can't read the band logo that's when i know i'm in (laughs) draw
1: right that (laughs) is uh, a good yeah that's a good marker i'm not gonna lie it's a good marker
0: but no yeah but what and i think when i was kind of reading into the album itself as well and the album as a whole um and i was trying to figure out and I was trying to, and I was trying to work out before I looked the word 13 step and I was trying to think and suddenly I remember trying to figure out why the title 13 step and I was like isn't there something that's like 12 steps or something or anything like that and then looking into it it's the 12 steps it's the Alcoholics Anonymous kind of 12 yes. step program stuff and I was kind of reading yeah. into that and like realising that the album is kind of playing on like stories of addiction and yes. the effects of it yeah. and all the how different people kind of react to it from addicts themselves or the people closest to them. and I was like Oh, that's what mm-hmm. the title is. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it's so. So I think so. In comparison, cause you're on about kind of like heavier stuff with Tool. How is so? This is kind of about like um, okay, kind of diction. So what? So what is the kind the of like st- songs about at all? Then are they even heavier or kind of darker or? <laughs>
1: You know what? It's very interesting. A lot of tool stuff is more based on like, um, existence and the theory of being alive in general. Um, talking about, uh, you know, going outside of your body and looking at things from a, you know, perspective of like floating above yourself and things like that. Um, lots of, uh, theological, um, what's the way to put that it's a lot of stuff about space and time uh and theoretics of uh existence uh the universe etc lots of deep thinking like um philosophical ideas and then there's a few of them that are just about it's hiding ways to be vulgar basically in some other songs like there's some songs that are just very uh aggressively vulgar um like there's a song called stink fist which you'll just have to check that one out (laughs)
0: i'm 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 I'm, I'm just gonna leave i don't even leave it to my imagination but i'm gonna
1: leave that where it is if you read the lyrics you're like oh word but the song is beautiful though you listen to it and you're like Tell me that you love me, we've been all It's very like you want to sing it at the same time, and then you realize because I didn't know what it was about either. So I was always just singing it, and somebody's like, "You know what?" The? I'm like, "Oh, but it's still such a good song." So he's he's a little ridiculous with like the themes sometimes. So Tool itself is literally built off of the idea of like a phallus basically like a tool. So, if that says oh. anything. Mr. Keenan makes lots of interesting uh song titles and song uh, what's the word components I guess. <laughs> like very very interesting the things he writes about sometimes, but it's really cool because a lot of it's also uh like I said he's very playful. He's a He's a crazy person, straight up, which I love. He's just so creative. And um, there's some songs that are, you know, obviously this one, this album is about, you know, addiction. Um, There's two albums that are about nothing but being, you know, vulgar in the classiest way possible. Like, you wouldn't know what the song's about. So he kind of plays with, like perception of things because it'll be a beautiful song about the worst thing you know so it's it's fun that he plays around with stuff like that and also some deep thinking songs that if you read the lyrics you're like oh shit okay like talking about splitting you know dna molecules and things like that so it's very deep thinking maybe or maybe not have been tripping on some drugs writing it type of things so Uh, so
0: so, abstract kind of ideas and not it's not like personal kind of like some, Right. So.
1: Definitely, definitely yourself as a whole, vibing with the whole universe, all energy is the same type of a thing. Um, yeah, very much deep thinking philosophical things, which I appreciate. It's very intelligent, which is crazy because you go from, you know, having <laughs> songs about simple things, well, simple-ish things like addiction and you know satirical kind of uh, vulgar things that are classy but also very deep thinking ideas about splitting atoms and the theory of you know all energy being intertwined and us being able to lay out our own future in the way that we want because we're connected to everything type of an idea so it's like very smart but also very playful at the same time the way he writes uh, with these bands so he's just an amazing writer in general, and I didn't know this until recently. He has a winery, and like I, I don't remember where it's like in Arizona or something. And he does jujitsu. He teaches jujitsu, <laughs> apparently. So found that out recently. But he's just an interesting guy. Like he's an artist. He's moody. Um, just that's that's the best way I can put it. He's just a moody kind of sad philosophical artist which i love just any of these lyrics go just when we get done just go read all of the lyrics that he's ever written you'll be like this guy is very intelligent like you can just tell he's done research he's uh writes about just very interesting um theories for sure so i i highly suggest just going on a reading
0: journey of of this album for sure
1: and any tool album. That'll make you think. If you want to think, those are some lyrics to read for sure.
0: Okay. So, and so he's a perfect circle, perhaps um, his project to try and get slightly more personal rather than as abstract. So, is like, so rather so he can get, so if he uses, so I'm assuming then he's using tool to kind of just play with kind of weird abstract kind of concepts and stuff. Perfect circle is perhaps something that's more personal or more about people. And Definitely. Kind of like people.
1: okay yeah for sure tool is uh was very just like progressive metal let's write something that's just powerful and big and you know i feel like after that i mean they obviously got really really popular they're huge they're a huge huge band well probably one of the biggest you know hard rock metal bands ever um And I think after that, he probably, you know, of course, after touring for a few years, you probably want to come back down and kind of analyze yourself a little bit after just giving all of your energy away for several years. Because I think it was like, what, three years in between these albums? I think Murder Noms was 2000 and this one was 2003, I think.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Yeah, they were just like a few years apart. So my theory is, yeah, just like you're saying, pretty much going on tour and getting all that energy out and just creating something big, you know, I would think after all that energy, you kind of need to save some of that for yourself and look at things on a smaller, more personal level. So it's definitely more personal for sure, which I appreciate. It definitely, definitely makes you think still, still intelligently written makes you think, but is more graspable to, um, of course, because I'm a musician, so I can appreciate tool, but I feel like it's, might be a little harder for a non-musician to grasp Tool just because it's very progressive so time signatures are changing the keys are changing all the time um whereas a perfect circle is a little more straightforward and you know personal like you're saying it's telling definitely more um graspable theories to the average person for sure Tool is very deep and um yeah philosophical this is more personal and uh emotional for sure definitely more emotional which i think emo kids forever you know <laughs> i think that's probably why i like it mm. a little more yeah def- sure.
0: yeah i think definitely there's a kind of more personal kind of vibe to this which i think well for for me for someone who doesn't really know much about him at all um mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that you probably want to like have a different project to kind of explore those kind of things and stuff. And some of the stuff I think there's a couple of things he's mentioned in kind of like passing about the this album particularly and about what he wants to do. Um I think he's mentioned in a quote which was from uh MTV. Mm-hmm. Which is on the Wikipedia page where he says he doesn't th- I don't think the album is specifically for people who are going for recovery, although that metaphor is absolutely present. Many of the songs are sung from perspectives of recovery, from the perspective of a person who's in denial about a loved one and from the drug perspective itself. The perspective of a person who started to realize there is an issue and the person who's ready to deal with it. Um, and which I think is kind of like interesting. So it's more about reacting to addiction than perhaps being Suffering from me, so I mean mm-hmm. um he's he's is, is, is keen an an actual addict you know which was he an alcoholic himself Does, did, or was he more of a or was he...
1: as far as I know um from what I've heard uh his drug of choice was heroin if I'm not mistaken, so I'm pretty sure that's where a lot of this comes from uh which is you know under- not not understandable for me doing it myself but um it seems is it not crazy that all of the people that have these addictions and things write the best art though any kind of art if they're a painter and they do it it's amazing if they i'm like how does this correlate to each other (laughs) but yeah he uh i know he had a problem for a while so i'm pretty sure getting off of that and needing to express that you know a different healthy way was probably how this album came along would be my guess that would be my guess um i yeah i appreciate the um you know him writing about stuff like that because a lot of these things again if you go read the lyrics it's like oof like some of it stings a little bit the way he words things you know going through problems and trying to navigate um addiction and stuff like that but it's done in such a beautiful way um even if you didn't know it was about that they're just songs that you could just listen to and enjoy as well which is great so both a great song you know this whole album great songs but things that will also you know make you think which is my biggest thing about music i kind of want to think about things you know like yeah
0: the
1: way i process my life i guess more or less
0: yeah I, i'm just uh, currently reading through i think the actual the 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 wikipedia for this article um i think the wikipedia article claims that he didn't he didn't struggle with addiction firsthand apparently but what he did do was experience other people around him such as i think lane staley who was the lead singer of alex and change alex and change who died in 2002 due to drug addiction Mm -hmm. and i think and i think a lot and apparently a lot of the kind of songs were about or a few of them were perhaps just like seeing that happening around him as well maybe it
1: was that I think it it was Lane Staley. So it wasn't him. It was, yeah, because he was doing heroin is what it was. So he was surrounded by heroin, but didn't do it himself is what it was. You're right. You're so right.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, again, I think, yeah, Alison James is, a again, it's another massive blind spot for me. I've got no idea. I wouldn't. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) Oh, please do yourself a favor. That's – there's no words also very very powerful lyrics um much more uh slow paced i would say kind of a you you can tell you can tell there's drugs involved we'll say that for okay. sure it's kind of a s- slower pace kind of dragging almost but like there's a uh i don't know how else to put it but there's like a romantic feeling to it like you can tell he was just going through it and expressing so much just emotion through those songs so definitely definitely listen to them they're also massive i it's blowing my mind i wish i could hear it like watch you listen to them for the first time like okay. that's a big thing that's like a big that's one also one of my favorite bands um uh i get made fun of because i'm like stuck in the 90s and early 2000s music wise like i just listen to the same things over and over again <laughs> But it's so good, though, the the because I'm a big lyric person. I just love writing in general. So these people write some beautiful, even without music, it's beautiful poetry just by itself, which is just so appreciated by me. So definitely check them out, too. Definitely check them out. Highly suggested.
0: Okay. So if we move on to perhaps talking about a few of the songs on the album, so which songs jump out to you when you think of this oh. album?
1: So the first one that I would say, oh, man, uh, there's a song called The Nurse Who Loved Me. And when I first listened to the whole album, uh, so The Outsider is on the end of the uh, Resident Evil movie. And that was the first one that I heard. But The Nurse Who Loved Me is just such a weird little song. I don't know how else to put it. It's very quiet. It's very soft. It's a song about being in basically an insane asylum and falling in love or thinking that he's falling in love with the nurse. He's saying also the nurse is falling in love with me. I can tell is what he's saying. And he's just doped up in a in a crazy house uh, falling in love with this nurse. So it's a very playful song. And that was the one that really made me realize because it's so, um, as I was saying earlier, there's a lot of songs on this album that have uh, a lot of negative space, meaning there's no instrumentation or lack of noise going on um and this was the first one that was so simple i was like this is all you're gonna do with this song there's no like crazy loud parts there's nothing that's heavy guitar or whatever it's just uh very spacey sounding and um yeah you could definitely picture yourself like in an insane asylum or a mental health hospital whatever you want to call it Um, on this album and this was the one where i went from listening to a band called a job for a cowboy that was quite quite heavy deathcore i listened to this song specifically a thousand times probably just because i was impressed that there's nothing heavy about it at all and i just loved the song it was just so surprising to me to not have to have like you know the whole time for me to be interested um I don't know how else to describe it. It's the simplest, most playful little piece of art. Like it's almost not a song. It sounds goofy, but it's just, it puts you in a different headspace of being in like a mental health hospital. It's very spacey sounding very much like you're just kind of loopy. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely gave me a different perspective on music. I was like, Oh, okay. I don't have to be yelling the entire time for it to be interesting to people. And it definitely made me want to simplify the way I was writing and the way I wanted to, you know, present myself musically. So I still think about that Uh, to this day when I'm writing stuff. I'm like, okay, simplify. And it's because of things like this song doesn't have to have a whole lot of noise going on for you to appreciate it. So if you could do something simple and you can do it really well, uh, you win at life. And that's what this song is. Super simple straightforward but it also puts you in this crazy frame of mind where you can close your eyes and listen to it from start to finish and you feel like you've almost gone on an adventure while listening to this i put you in another place and a lot of songs fail to do that that have that emotion and weight to them um you know emotionally and feeling wise for the song a lot of people can't execute that and make you feel like you're floating off into a different Universe, but this song does that, and never, never ceases to do that for me either. Even after twenty years of listening,
0: So it kind reminded me kind of little of kind of bit of um like nineteen sixties like rock and roll, like where like sometimes you get albums from the Beatles where they'll sometimes get kind of almost psychedelic, but not psych rock just yes. like yeah like, it's like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds kind of that kind yeah. of instrumentation They're, where it's kind of like slightly off um merry-go-round type music where it feels like yeah
1: that's a good way to put it like, almost like a like a creepy carnival almost yeah yeah <laughs> like a a spacey psychedelic carnival of sorts <laughs> for sure yeah no that's that's a good way to put it like the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds kind of vibe it's Little off key on some parts, a little wavy sounding with some of the effects that they do. So it just makes you feel kind of spacey and uh loopy almost, which yeah. I love. Which is great for this album with the message just trying to get across and everything, and the subject matter that it's talking about is just perfect. Definitely mm-hmm. an experience. The song is amazing.
0: Yeah, I think definitely a favorite. Yeah, I definitely get that feeling from this song as well, particularly when, yeah, again, like perhaps being someone who's probably either in with a nurse or perhaps a nurse a kind of either a mental institution or a recovery, like a dual de- habit where you're just kind of like latching on to kind of stuff and you're perhaps yeah. still not... St- yeah, there's like a sense that, and I'm assuming, that, and what I quite like the deliberate kind of sense that there's a very disorientating, disorientating feel mm-hmm. to it, so you're perhaps still not fully understanding the faculties around you and that's probably why this like unreliable narrator almost just like feels that he's found the love of his life in and they in this mess yeah. and stuff who probably is only there for a job but um but he's kind of convinced exactly that to each other and everything so
1: yes but, uh, yes yeah song is great it's definitely interesting the perspectives that he writes from which i love there's a line on it that um i had to think about when i first heard this song it says the first line say hello to the rugs topography which is if you know topography is the you know scale of the mountains and stuff on a map where it's like textured and risen up so i had to think about that I'm like say hello to the rugs topography like that means you're looking at it from the side so your face is even with this rug so you're you know he's on the floor on a rug say hello to the rugs topography i'm like oh so you're on the ground like messed up loopy on something and it sounds like that the way it's just i'm like oh it's so (laughs) good the the vibe of the song just fits exactly like if you picture it in your head and read those lyrics it's like it puts you there it puts you in that frame of mind which is just beautiful to take you and put you in another uh another frame of mind another area so
0: so great song yeah can't do better so um, okay, if you want to move on to another song, what the song what next the next song you want to talk about or highlight?
1: I would say the outsider, um, because that was the one that I found from Resident Evil. Oh my god, that song is just so powerful. Um he's saying disconnect and self-destruct one bullet at a time. What's your rush now? Everyone has their day to die. That's some deep lyrics. That's some deep lyrics. It's a super powerful song again um you know still no screaming on it which blew my mind I was expecting it at some point to get real heavy on the end or whatever but never it's heavy but it's not you know scary heavy and still just grabbed me immediately that chorus just it will blow your mind it's so powerful um i remember reading the lyrics to that song and i was like wow this it, it changed the way that i wrote my lyrics because they're not really it's kind of a mean song when you look at the lyrics he's like medicated drama queen picture perfect numb belligerence so he's uh narcissistic drama queen craving fame and all its decadence it's just like kind of a mean song when you think about it but it's just so beautiful um yeah it's just talking about you know needing things all the time that we shouldn't really be needing you know uh take taking life too seriously in the things that we don't need you know this is and this is crazy because this is before social media but i definitely think this song could apply to the people that are so soaked up in social media they're not kind of perceiving life in in a way that they should but again that's my own opinion of how people should do things of course but yeah. um yeah beautiful song talking about falling into the the wrong types of of things and what happens after that so definitely the fall of society type of a song and I mean I'm into that kind of thing so again makes you think but a, a beautiful song so that was the first song I ever heard from them and it blew my mind for sure yeah I could listen to that song forever <laughs> yeah i think
0: i quite like, i think the kind of narrator being on the outside of that kind of person who kind of believes that I think's like again showcasing the kind of the themes of those out this album where it's supposed to be more of the outsider viewing of this all the different types of outsiders mm-hmm. and I think the the some of the genius annotations and the notes for this is apparently saying this is about it's like someone who doesn't really understand who's only seen the surface level of what's happening so I think yep. to, to use the social media analogy actually that's pretty an interesting analogy to make because you can get you can get a very superficial kind of look at people and get an idea of oh they're doing this this and this and this for their lives and stuff and it's whereas right. it's kind of staged and kind a of stage and there's probably a lot, Yo, under- for sure. stuff, a lot of underlying stuff you don't see in stuff so you can probably get a view of what like, oh someone's life is like this and i think the same thing can kind of Perhaps a, bit, a more serious kind of uh, topic, topic than perhaps the social media kind of like influencers lifestyle, but with an ad, with addiction and an addict. But you don't fully understand the dike on trauma. So people, you, people are probably just seeing like, oh, he's a junkie, just like doing nothing or anything, but not perhaps not knowing why, how, why they're doing that, right. what they're doing and stuff, and not seeing that aspect and not seeing the full third dimension or everything. So it's uh, yeah, I can kind. Of, again, it's kind of a, an interesting way of seeing that, particularly with, again, like the numerous and numerous kind of songs and artists that have sang about kind of like addiction from the autobiographical first person perspective. It's like kind of interesting to, to explore the different aspects of perhaps someone who doesn't get it or at least is, or like the ignorance for someone who you just can't understand or walk in or just so at least as much as and uh, this this is a bird this this is a tangent i wasn't expecting to go down when i was um at school when i when i was at school we just we 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 learned the we discovered the well we studied the uh book to kill a mockingbird and uh -hmm. yeah and i don't know i don't know if if you're familiar with the book or the story and
1: yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. look, like,
0: but, the, but the general, the general gist of that is the idea that the main character, Atticus, Atticus Finch, is saying that to fully understand someone, you need to walk around in their shoes and um, just fully understand and see things from their perspective. Which, but I think mm-hmm. what's quite interesting is that the book also says to the floor that no, as long as much as you do that to try and see other people's, you are still you. So if you haven't got that understanding for the darker aspects of life, as much as you want to say, as much as like you want to be like more sympathetic towards someone you can't because you can't haven't gone through that you, you still can't fully yep. understand what they're doing and stuff and it, i think that's very similar mm-hmm. to what i think what this kind of like song's trying to present in terms of not knowing exactly what people are seeing you still mm-hmm. like to yep. use the title of the song an outsider for what's happening and you don't fully understand what's going on but this is perhaps more of a superficial yep. person who doesn't even consider walking in the shoes of the person in the Mm -hmm. song so
1: it's crazy how it can travel through uh a song can travel through time and still you know apply so well to what's going on you know because of course that was before instagram existed that was i don't know maybe pre-facebook probably um it's crazy that it can still apply to to different things over time and that's another another reason i appreciate this song Um, definitely makes you think deeper than the surface, which I think is the goal of any kind of music. Um, but I love the, the sentiment of making you think deeper than, you know, just being a face on social media or whatever, uh, which also applies to being a musician now. So it's just, you know, basically remember what you have and, um, be grateful for it and don't you know look at it deeper than what it is i i love these songs they just make me appreciate you know existence and life um just it's just so crazy how much this album changed my opinion about so many things um yeah i i love that he makes you think specifically lyrically like if you go through and read this whole album it's just like wow like this this guy was going through something for sure <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, fantastic power song again.
0: So um, yeah. So uh, what song do you want to move on to next?
1: Uh, read me. Can you read me the track list? Do you have it in front of you?
0: Yes. So we've got the My package. Man. Weak and powerless. The noose. Blue. Vanishing. A stranger. The outsider. Crimes. The nurse Love loved me. Pet. Lullaby and gravity. <laughs> I can see the. <sighs> You can't listen, to, you can't see this, but you can see the kind of like anguish of trying to pick one song to talk.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, oh man, the news, oh man. Um, you could go read any lyrics to that song and just be like, ooh, that is a deep one. That I think that was the I wanna say that was like the second song that I had heard because I just heard The Outsider and then started this album. So I wanna say that was like the very first other song that I heard from them. I'm just like the what's the way to put that? Let me um I'm like, let me do can you see me still when I do this or no? Yes. Do I do I go black?
0: No, not he okay,
1: dang it. I was gonna go say stuff lyrics, but this is another one that's kind of um kind of a mean song like it's kind of uh, hateful towards another person more or less. uh great song, man. Uh, I wish I wish we could play it on here and listen to it. I don't know <laughs> a way that we could do that But this one is also um definitely makes you think also again, from the same perspective of dealing with someone with issues of addiction and trying to navigate that emotionally is just like, oof and it's you know talking about uh he's basically saying like i lie to get what i want is pretty much where he's coming from which is a huge huge thing with addiction so it's definitely the lyrics take you by surprise because they're so honest he's like i'm lying to get what i want all all the time like i'm lying to get what i came here for and then i'm gonna leave like very uh (laughs) very honest song that just when I heard, I was very surprised when I heard, I was like, damn, this is like, you kind of could, you know, say like, I guess good for you for putting your, your emotions out there. <laughs> like, because that would be scary to say something like, hey, I'm, he's literally admitting basically like I'm being a piece of shit. Like he's saying all the things I'm going to do this. This is what I came here for. I'm guessing talking about a woman. I'm, I've never looked into the meaning of the song.
0: What, uh, the, but he's of, yeah he's
1: basically saying like
0: of the noose. Um, there's a yeah. There's a quote. There's a quote from uh, Keenan here actually, which says about this. I'm ready. Um, the lyrics were inspired by a meeting attended by Keenan, in which a speaker discussed the tendency of others in recovery to be unfairly self-righteous. He mentioned something about not letting your halo choke choke you to death when it slips around your neck. So I grabbed my pencil, wrote it down, and told Billy I had an idea for a song. Now, this next bit is a quote from uh, a DVD called The Emotion DVD. Um, Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and I think this is quite an interesting uh, perspective on this song, actually, from the person who wrote it, so he'd probably have a better idea about it, to be honest. Right. Okay, it's a really powerful thing for a person to come back from the edge of death and work their way back into being human again. These people are very impressive survivors, but some of them tend to wear that as some kind of crown and forget about the atrocities they committed.
1: Yep, that's it. That's exactly it. Definitely, um, yeah, his, his stories with all these people are just so crazy. And I'm sure, you know, being famous as well and dealing with all this stuff was probably even even crazier but he's definitely sure right about that um yeah the line your halo's slipping down to choke you now it's just like oof that hurts like but it makes you think you know how many people are are hiding something from you or not showing their real you know intention um which is i would say most people unfortunately but it's it's a uh, almost nice with the sentiment of your halo, you know, like whatever you're saying makes you so good. Like, does it really though? Like, is that really who you are or not? So it's it's nice to have nice to have somebody expressing the the hard uh, emotions that we sometimes cannot express ourselves for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that's I'm uh, that. hard to navigate. I am not going to go down this well, but there are kind, but there have been instances, particularly in music and higher profile music people who have been kind of preaching certain things and then have been found out to kind of be against that. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go down that well. Right. Yes. But, but again, yeah. So reading to that, but there is very similar, like, yeah, things where people kind of like try and say, Oh, yeah, I need to do this and this and this whilst pretty much going against stuff that they've done in the past and not omitting it and stuff but
1: uh exactly very uh hippo- hypocritical
0: Hypocrite, yeah that's the word yeah but uh um uh, so um what's how long we've we got left so perhaps about a couple more songs we can talk about so we got any that you're dying to talk about that we have not mentioned
1: oh man just this whole i would say as a whole there's it's so hard to pick because literally all of these songs are so different, which is why I love this album. They're all so different, but also so honest. So it's hard for me to pick just one. It's like the whole work by itself is just <laughs> from, it's like bookended. Every, everything is fantastic from start to finish. Um, Man. Name me the song list. Again. Uh I'm like, there's gotta be one that
0: I'm so uh no the
1: package is super good.
0: Package, weak and powerless, blue, vanishing stranger, can... crimes, pet, lullaby gravity, the ones we haven't talked about.
1: Oh man, pet is a really good one. Pet is a cool vibe right there. Um I'm not really sure how uh sexual that song is supposed to be but it is quite <laughs> that song is definitely a a vibe for sure um man it's it's really honestly if if anybody listens to this podcast and says there's one song that i want to listen to i would say pet i would say the nurse who love me and i would say the Outsider, I would say those are probably the the top three that stick out. And they're so different from each other, which is crazy. Like, it's almost hard to believe they're on the same album, just mm. vibe-wise. They're so, so different. But the whole thing as a whole is just beautiful, deep, and it makes you think. Um, each of these songs, you could literally play at any time during the day. And whatever the first time was that you listened to it, you'll be able to go back to that moment and kind of mark it in your brain because it's just a, it's an experience. It definitely, every song is an experience within itself, which is super nice. Like I said, they make you kind of melt into uh, the emotion that he was feeling. Like we have a hard time kind of saying these emotions ourselves. So when you listen to these songs, it's like you can feel what he was going through when he was writing this, which is crazy. It's so hard to, um, to put your actual feeling and make it sound like you were feeling at that time. You can absolutely tell he was going through some shit for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, But yeah, um, I'm really glad that you liked the nurse who loved me because I show people that song sometimes and they're like, this is a little weird because it is, it's a funky little song, right? Like very quiet, very spacey. Uh, I would say other notable mention the package just being way honest about emotion uh, and and the separation from emotion and just acting physically about things. Um, man, yeah, it's uh, this album's a whole experience. You just gotta listen to the whole thing. I'm like, I don't know what else to say about any of these songs. They're just like all great. I'm like, yeah, all of them are just sick. Like everything is just sick. There's no like I could brag about each of these songs for like an hour. They're just until you experience it and then you'll be like okay okay because you hear a song called the nurse who loved me and you're like what now like okay but it's not what you think definitely will take me back to being you know 14 13 14 every time i hear these songs for sure Mm
0: -hmm. okay i'm glad you dig it so um moving on to perhaps talk about the uh talking about the critical reception of it. um, I don't think there's a Pitchfork review, which is really annoying, but it's quite like trying to find a Pitchfork review. <laughs> so there isn't one, unfortunately. But um, it was generally favourable. Uh, Metacritics got a 74 based on 11 critical reviews. All Music strongly praised the album for having a sound of musical and lyrical maturity that normally doesn't occur until the band's third or fourth albums. Um, mm-hmm. And it's proof that mainstream rock has plenty of life and vision for it. So All Music gave it... Four out of five. Alternative press gave five out of five. Drowning sound, eight out of ten. E online, B plus. Entertainment weekly, three out of four. Uh something called Cludge, which I've never heard before. Uh six out of ten. Mojo, seven out of ten. Q six out of ten. Uh Rolling Stone, three out of five. And Spin Magazine, four out of ten. Which yeah.
1: Oh wow, four out of ten, huh? man yeah i always wonder what kind of people are the ones that are writing these things like if they're if they don't like hard rock or if you know what i mean i'm like i would love to see and not that they're wrong but i'm just you because know, it's all per- perception and perspective i guess on these things it's art you know um that's four out of ten that's surprising i'm not gonna lie yeah but, but I, I could see if you're yeah, I'm like if you're not a fan of like rock or experimental things at all and you're more of like a pop fan, I could see somebody being like, mm, I'm not going to lie. I showed a um there's a dude I was dating and he's like, "What's your favorite album?" and I sent him just a perfect circle in general. I was like, "Just listen to this band." And he's like, "Yeah, I kind of like not into it. I can't vibe with that at all." I I'm talking to him. <laughs> I was like, just if you can't appreciate it, that's like one of the biggest things that, you know, have changed my musical career, you know, and my opinions about art and music. I was like, ah, we're not going to have very much to talk about. Because <laughs> like, you know? he straight up was just like, I didn't like it, like didn't have anything. I was like, oh, well, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry you have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's how big this uh band in particular this album is great but the band in general just so impressive uh, four out of ten i'm like i'll let them have it that's their own opinion but it is a wrong opinion though
0: <laughs> in terms of um in terms of its performance in terms of the charts uh you got to number two on the us billboard 200 uh got to oh, wow. number one in two countries uh new oh, zealand wow. and Canada.
1: Oh, okay. That's surprising. The, okay. Dang, in New Zealand of all places. That's crazy. Got to number three in Australia.
0: That. Seven in Norway. Uh, Eleven in Germany. Eleven in Italy. Sixteen in, in Finland. Oh, wow. uh, where you... Got to... Wow, I not know. <laughs> Got to number 33 in Scotland but number 37 in the whole of the UK, which is a <laughs> I didn't oh, realize wow. they had a separate Scottish album's list. That's... That's new. I've never. That's the first time that's appeared on here before. In what five, is it? Uh, a Scottish albums chart. I didn't realize Scotland had their own unique chart as well. Wow.
1: Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah.
0: Uh, UK got number. Got number thirty-seven in the UK. Oh wow! Um, Dang, thirty-seven. So, Jeez. Yeah.
1: That's surprising that Canada
0: liked it so much. That's interesting. I love that though. It it went gold in Canada. Uh, fifty. With oh wow. With uh around around fifty thousand sold, uh seven point seven and a half thousand in New Zealand, but that went gold as well. But then again, I think the, the population of New Zealand in comparison to the population of Canada is very, very, very. Oh different. yeah. Uh, right. Gold, for sure. Certified silver in the UK, sixty thousand, and went platinum in the US. Oh wow! Good for it. Should I mean it? Should a million sold that, apparently. So
1: that must be nice. Million man god dang Rock so there stars. is
0: so there is a million people that you can talk to <laughs> yeah, yeah at least for sure.
1: At least I love that yeah I, I've noticed uh most of the people that like them are slightly older than me as well because I was like I said I was like 13 or 14 when I found it and everybody else was I think probably in their maybe almost 20s listening to it that I knew of so everyone that I find that really likes them is usually like Almost a decade older than me for whatever reason, but yeah, it's uh it's really cool getting to talk to uh, to people about it. There's uh, a few others. So I tattoo for a living, and it's a big uh, for whatever reason, tattooed people love a perfect circle. I'm not sure how that happened or if it's just like <laughs> the artist vibes or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of tattooers that it's always always no matter what shop I've uh, tattooed in always have a perfect circle playing all the time. Everybody loves them. My old boss was like obsessed with them. They have a song called Judith and her name was Judith. So um yeah, it's just
0: uh, yeah. huge
1: viewers. Yeah. we'll say that. I think it's cuz we're we're all emo kids on the inside. It's a very emotional, <laughs> very yeah. emotional band, so I feel like that. It yeah hand
0: in hand with emo yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw that on the instagram when i was doing some some just like preemptive research and stuff that is tattoos. have you ever done any perfect circle circle tattoos
1: i have i've done one i've done their logo one time on this girl's uh forearm right here it was just a little a little guy but we were talking about him the whole time and uh she was saying she saw them live and it just blew her mind and so she had to get the tattoo the next day so i was like oh yeah awesome so apparently it was great and uh we were talking about this earlier. I've never seen them live. I've never seen them live. That's um, that's the next seen... question. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, perfect. Then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, the they, question uh... I always, I always ask around this point is, have you ever seen them live? Uh, it's a shame then. So, so have you, have you, so have you seen tool or?
1: I have, I've seen tool a time. it was fantastic. Huge show. Of course. So many people, amazing. Pro- I mean, of course it's amazing. Um, I've always wanted to see a perfect circle. Um I don't even I don't think they've I don't know the last time that they've played a show. I would have to look that up, but um I know they came through Houston like a few years ago and I was out of town so I couldn't go and I was pissed when I found <laughs> out. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I had a trip booked or something and just couldn't couldn't go. I already had paid for my trip or whatever, but um of course everybody that saw it was just like, "Oh my god, just Head over heels, amazing performance, fantastic. I'm like, oh, if it ever happens again, I will sacrifice whatever I have to to be able yeah.
0: to. <laughs> I'm quite surprised. I'm quite surprised that. Well, I would have thought it would have been an album that, seen from what I'm reading, it, it'd been prime for a 20th anniversary kind of reunion. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it would be this year, I think. Yeah. Right?
0: It's yeah, I think. um yeah, the time of your listening to this is it's is obviously the quote-unquote tenth of October uh, as you're listening to this, obviously because I'm pretty right. sure. So I'm pretty sure everyone is listening to this the day it comes out. Um, right, on the, the, on the whole day, world, um, on the day of recording, um, it's a few days before its twentieth anniversary, so it was released on the sixteenth of September. So we're not far ah! from the twentieth anniversary of this album. So,
1: oh my gosh!
0: So which wow, is it's Saturday, weird. I think it's so
1: i would hope that they would do something that would be so i mean they're not already talking about it i guess not but dang you're right that would be a perfect uh 20th anniversary oh what a gift to see that oh my god i would just die just me immediately just that's it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah uh about no nearly what
0: Just uh, uh, three and a half years ago, I was able to see the tenth anniversary of my favorite album, and it was it was like a a liberating experience, so to speak. What was
1: it? What was your
0: favorite album? It's um, yeah, it was the it was the album that uh, for the hundredth episode of this podcast, I actually covered it. I spoke to someone about it. Um, It's a band called Los Camarinos. Okay. With an album called Romance Is Boring, and they did a they did a tenth anniversary uh show in london which i remember getting and i got a remember getting a hotel and this was in february of 2020 and already um there were signs around the venue like saying please wash your hands and be like wash your hands and uh just like be careful of stuff and so it was the early stages of covid and (laughs) so it was like a lot of a lot of initial kind of like about a month before lockdown started. So that was kind of oh, getting through yeah. as well. But um yeah, but no oh. yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 a kind of really kind of like good feeling. Particularly songs that I never saw live before. And uh yeah, there's a there's a kind of the penultimate song on the album is a song called There Is a Flag and it starts with that like, forty seconds of this ever building kind of indie pop clash of kind of like different instruments uh sort like glockenspiels and all these kind of violins and everything oh and wow then, okay and, then, yeah. and there's an all and all, an all seven members screaming to the microphone can we all please just calm the fuck down and i've been waiting 10 years to sing that in a uh and yes. there was and like about 600 like up to about a thousand people in this venue screaming that at the same time going can we yes. all please just calm the fuck down and like i yeah i was like life goal that, but uh
1: i'm sure everyone was waiting for that moment forever yeah, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> but um but yeah yeah and i yeah i have to do say some to do something with it anyway or at least uh, as i said they probably would have mentioned it by now i think if they was going to do something right. for it, but yeah, it's uh sure. yeah i'm surprised they haven't particularly from like particularly from it apparently being quite successful in for them as well so but uh oh yes maybe oh, one yes. day yeah
1: that's Dang, right. That's like ugh, missed opportunity there. That makes me sad. You're sure, right? Dang, September sixteenth. You said
0: yes. So it's this Saturday. So, uh, Saturday's twenty.
1: Man, one can only hope that they will have some special performance or something. Who knows? Maybe there's still hope yet. <laughs> oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like holding out for any kind of hope for it. That's yeah. Dang, it has been twenty years. It's crazy. Wow, Jeez, I've been listening to this album for like twenty years. That's insane. <laughs> it goes by fast. I feel like a true Texan. I'm like, it just starts going by so fast, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. remind me of my own my own grandma. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, so okay. So people have listened to. Uh, 13 step and perhaps want to listen to something else by perfect circle where do you recommend they go to next
1: oh man like band
0: wise or uh, album wise? album wise from the same band
1: oh i definitely say murder noms for sure that's the next one that was their first album but definitely uh a little more serious tone for sure a little more aggressive uh riffs and stuff like that um great album though another great album like i said i literally had to go between that one and this one like two or three times and listen to them you know every single track uh that was my other choice so definitely murder noms as well yeah 13 step definite favorite murder noms very very close second very close second (laughs) so that's the one for sure for sure
0: okay okay so this is the very important question, the important part of the uh, podcast now, which is the song for the Spotify Hall of Playlist. Now, if not, if anyone's not listened to the podcast before, what this is, is I'm going to ask Lucy to pick one song to be Immortalized Forever in the Spotify Hall of Fame playlist. I can't veto what the choice is, whatever Lucy says goes. So, Lucy, which song are you going to put onto the playlist?
1: Oh, man. And it can be just anything from this album?
0: It's Yeah, from this album.
1: Anything from this out, man. Ah, oh, like any, I'm like one song. If, like, if people have never heard this band and I want them to hear one song, this is hard. I don't <laughs> think people realize how difficult this is. It's like, hmm, stroking my beard here. Uh, I'm gonna say The Outsider, man. I gotta say The Outsider. I think that's the one. That's because it was the first one that I heard and I immediately, it's one of those that you, and of course, like I said earlier, I think this is before you could Shazam a song. So I was just Googling the lyrics, (laughs) but it just grabbed me as soon as I heard this song. I was like, oh, I was like, whatever band this is, I'm going to love this. I was like, if anything else they've written is anything like this song, this is going to be one of my favorite bands. And then boom, it was. So that's, I feel like if it was my first, it should be someone else's first for sure. (laughs)
0: Now, yeah, I think all valid reasons for picking for picking the outsider. I think is like your own entry point to it. And I think to be fair, I think it is a very valid and, uh, entry point as well. It's the uh, on that album. It's the the track with the highest number of listens on Spotify. Um, it's cool I to, could definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, I just
1: know that, but I could see that for sure.
0: Eighty-three point seven million. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Woof. So, uh, second is Good. "Wake and Powerless" with you 48 we can pay yeah, that's, so.
1: that's, that's a good oh, man, all these songs, oh my God, all these songs are so good. I like I envy people that get to listen to these songs for the first time. like I really, really do. I will never forget being so young and not knowing anything about music and just being like the whole time just blew my mind. So anybody listening to this for the first time? You're in for a real treat for sure. (laughs) I love this. God, the whole
0: album is just so dang good. Yeah, I I hope somebody becomes a new fan from this for sure. (laughs) Um, So we are now gearing up to the end of our chat, Lucy. So, uh,
1: yes, yeah.
0: So before we do, um, if people want to find you and haunt and like um, about yourself, uh, the tattooing, and especially Haunter, um, because. Yeah, yes Because uh, you've got a single coming out and so we'll talk about that in a second Where can people find you in the band?
1: So if you guys want to find me I am on mostly myself personally I'm on Instagram at Lucy Lenoir L-E-N-O-I-R-R-R With three R's on it uh, If you want to find my band Haunter uh, Everything, all of our socials Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook Whatever um, is at Haunter Isn't Real Even though we are real, it's Haunter Isn't Real. Our website is also haunterisntreal.com. So you can go look at our merch, uh, stream all of our songs. And then we were talking about this earlier. We have a new song, Untouchable, coming out in the beginning of October. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, We do have a pre-save link out for that as well. So when you go to our socials, you can go ahead and pre-save when that video comes out because there is a video with it as well and i cannot wait for people to see this it feels like i feel like this song should be on a disney movie i'm just gonna throw <laughs> that out there i really feel yeah. like it's like a disney movie uh ballad for sure
0: <laughs> yeah i think um i think by the time this comes out i think it will be out so i think people can like jump yes! in and see stuff so um but yeah I've, um yeah i was able to i was fortunate enough to give you li- to be able to listen to it and one one of the, and one of the things I think the commentary is that I think in the email he says for fans of churches and there is and I love churches and
1: me too yeah. they're so good yeah everything and, they do is magical yeah
0: and the, yeah so basically anyone who's a fan of churches check it out because it it ticks a lot of those boxes and I think I saw yeah and I managed to see churches for the first time in years I think in June this early this year and I was like and, ah so yeah so like it was the first time I've seen them in ages and stuff and it was just. Yeah, forgotten. Amazing. Forgotten how good they just. It's one of those bands like I haven't really listened to for a while, and then re- just, yeah, you just remember. You kind of forget how good they are or how much. Right, you re- and you're like,
1: oh word! You're like, they do okay. You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they remind <were laughs> you uh, real quick for sure.
0: But yeah, That's, uh, so, good. But yeah, That's think, so good. But yeah, I think. But yeah, I really quite like. I really quite like the song and stuff, and he kind of like ticks a couple of my boxes and stuff. But uh, so I'm assuming, yeah. yeah, so I'm assuming there's probably there's that, and I'm assuming there's more plans for haunted stuff afterwards as well as the things in the pipeline oh
1: yes oh yes we have quite a few uh songs in the background stirring around so we are lucky enough to have i think we've got already an album's worth of songs recorded that we're just keeping on the back burner so we can just keep releasing things as singles as we go um so we've got quite a bit of songs to still put out along with uh videos as well so Definitely, definitely follow us. Haunter isn't real on everything. Uh, You guys can stream all of our stuff. Uh, We hit a million streams on Spotify recently as well, which was a big deal. Very proud of that. Um, So we don't suck. That's the good news. (laughs) So uh, a million, a million streams say that we're all right. So very proud of that. Uh, But yeah, all of our socials are at Haunter isn't real. Real Haunterisntreal.com. You can, well, I was going to say you can pre-save it, but I guess you're right. By the time this, uh, I forget it's like in the future. We're in the future. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, definitely Stream Untouchable. We worked really hard on this song. We wrote it uh, in LA on the top of a uh, high-rise condominium building that we were staying in. And uh, we were all just feeling great, drinking champagne. And the story was, We're just, we all felt untouchable. We're like, we're so high up on this building. We felt like we just got done recording for the week. We were just all on this like high, amazing feeling like no one can mess with us. No one can tell us our dreams are, you know, unrealistic or whatever. And no matter where we come from. And uh, that's what this song is about is that feeling of just being like, we're untouchable. You can't mess with us. We're, We're doing it. This is our passion. You can't make us stop, even if you wanted to. So uh, this song is definitely like, it's a, it's huge. It just sounds grand, as I've been telling everyone. It just sounds epic. You know, it's an epic song for sure. So stream that and then message me and let me know what you think about it at Lucy Lenoir. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I want to hear about it.
0: Yeah. Tell him that Matt from Piketty sent you as well, just to, make, just to show.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. But um yeah um I'm quite looking forward to seeing to I'm real forward to seeing when it comes out and uh, looking forward to the video as well because I don't think the video's the video's not out yes. yet yeah particularly so I'm not seeing the video yet but I'm looking forward to seeing that when it comes out and uh, it's
1: pretty good. We look expensive. We look
0: expensive. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> look, looks expensive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. That's
0: but pretty. um yeah um yeah, I think for that. So, yeah, again, do check out Haunter um as well. Um, and we are now at the end of our chat, Lucy. So I just want to say thank no. you so much for kind of what might be the slow descent into me having to slowly yes. start getting into more screaming metal or at least yes. encourage people any, or at least start people start encouraging me going, oh, I wonder if I could sub- subject Matt to this. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of it that you will like. I promise you. I promise you you'll find something. There's so many different genres of metal. Oh, man. I'm excited for you. It's the beginning of a great journey, my but, uh, friend.
0: Yeah. But thank you, for, thank you for coming on.
1: Yes, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a blast.
0: You've been listening to Pick a Disc, and I've been your host, Matthew Layla. Our theme music is Pumped by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Pick a Disc is hosted by the We Made This Podcast Network and you can find them on www.spreaker.com user slash we made this. You can find the Pick a Disc show site on www.spreaker.com show slash pick a disc. You can find us on all the usual social media type places like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under Pick a Disc. You can also email us on pickadisc at gmail.com. Until next time, happy listening to all those discs that you are picking. Goodbye.